Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective, featuring the friars from St. Patrick Church in Columbus. And now, Dominican Dimensions. Welcome to the Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Peter Tottleben, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Parish in Columbus. Today, I'm joined in the studio by Father Stephen Alcott and Father Stephen Dominic Hayes. Let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today's topic is multitasking and why it doesn't work. So what's the basic idea? Father Stephen Alcott, why does multitasking not work? Multitasking often doesn't work because the way our the way we're made. Mm-hmm. You know, we're made in such a way that it's difficult to focus on on more than one thing intensely at a time. Uh, it's and, and what's interesting is that a lot of research has borne this out. You know, they've done experiments with people where, you know, when, even if they're just shifting constantly from one thing to another, uh, one thing that you end up with, they call it attention residue. You know, you're, you're doing task A, and then you suddenly have to stop it, you know, to shift to task B. But most people, part of their mind is still thinking about task A while they're on task B, which means they're not really able to give hundred percent their attention to task B. And also, uh, and we see this in our lives, you know, when, uh, when we're, uh, well, we, we saw this kind of on the way to the, to the radio station, this, this, just, this, just today. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Father Hayes, why don't you explain that? Well, one? yeah. So we were having a spiritual <laughs> conversation, partly about what we're going to talk about today. And, uh, I made, I made an error. I, I got off at the wrong place. I, my, uh, part of my brain uh, took over and took me in the direction of St. Timothy's Church when I should have been going to the St. Gabriel radio station, <laughs> and I got off and exit early. Well, you know, it <laughs> okay. happens. And then, of course, I asked decisions for my brothers who were still thinking about, you know, uh, about our holy conversation and, and the possibility. And they typical put me on— Domin- Typical Dominicans, typical, And so they set me on the wrong way on, <laughs> on that story. So we had to turn around, and we eventually found our way here, but— um, it took a while, but my my the point is that you know it's sort of a it was a push from the Lord I think to to show that um, if you don't focus intensely on things you can make mistakes you know Fine. and I because I've gone this road a hundred a hundred times and yet I made a mistake because I was thinking of something else. So Father Alcott, you were talking something. I was taking notes while you, while I was trying to listen to you. So I heard something about attention residue mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, so maybe you could refresh, like maybe where are some places that we see this attention residue? Well, um, well, that was one example driving, you know, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, you know, you're, you're trying Sorry, to finish taking my notes. While yeah, I was yeah. listening. But, um, but also, uh, you know, like suppose you're, I don't know, writing a homily, yeah. you know, and suppose you're, you're, you you have your, your, your cell phone on and, and a little beep, you know, and then you've got a text message, you yeah. know, and. And you answer the text message, and then you go back to writing your homily, but it takes you a little while mm-hmm. to get back on track because part of you is still thinking about that text message, you know, or 
or you know all all especially a lot of communications even just something as as low tech as someone interrupts you oh yeah someone walks into your office when you're in the middle like you know suppose you're for example a joseph edom professor and suppose you're trying to put together an exam and someone knocks on your door and you know and then when you go back to it you don't have the same yeah. level of attention you had before. It used to drive me crazy when I was a software developer because, like, you're trying to think and you're trying to think and you're trying to think, and inevitably someone would come by your cubicle at exactly the right moment, and you're mm-hmm. like, all the all the pieces that you had in your mind just like put together just come crashing down, right? And then you can't you can't get it back, um, right? And 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 uh, you know, many it's it's kind of a the trend in in many offices. Today, you know, and it's even in, you know, especially in some software development firms that they have cubicles. They have an open office plan where there's lots of cubicles. People are close together. Mm-hmm. Some companies even purposely put people all at the same long table, you know, because they want to foster collaboration and, and mm-hmm. exchange of ideas, which which can be good, but it really can decimate someone's ability to really focus on what they're doing and get things done. When, 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 I was, when I was working, I always thought the people who came up with those were people who didn't have to think as a part of their job. <laughs> but when, One of my hobby horses, you know, sometimes in giving spiritual direction, I hear from people, I ask people when they get the chance to pray. Yeah. Oh, I pray every morning, Father, as I'm driving to work. And I'm saying to myself, you know, um, how focused can their prayer be? How intense can their prayer be if they're doing them if they're doing this in the middle of park traffic? I'm not against praying while you're driving. I'm just saying that there should be some times where mm-hmm. you and Jesus just can talk to yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. what kind of a friend do you think you would you would have if you had somebody who would only talk to you while they could be doing something else? Right. I mean, it isn't even it isn't even reverent towards the friend in yeah. my mind. And it's not really as reverent to the Lord. I mean, the Lord should I think we should have times when we simply sit down and focus only on him. Well, Thomas Merton wants to find prayer as sitting down and wasting time with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and like um, trying to convince people, like, no, you should waste time with God just because. It's And it's not wasted. Yeah, well, exactly, right? Yeah. But, you know, just because it's actually a statement about your dignity, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. like you do things like enjoy the presence of another person or of God uh, just because – like not for another purpose, not not um, always keeping your nose to the grindstone. Um, that's a statement about your dignity. It's dehumanizing mm-hmm. to say. I mean, like uh, productivity worship is dehumanizing. Not that you shouldn't work hard. Not la- not that labor isn't a blessing, or that you can labor creatively with Christ. Not, of course, those things are all true. But if your life becomes just work, all these focusing on just these things, and you're just working. And that's the end in and of itself. Well, that's a statement about your dignity. Which is why from the beginning of things, we have needed a Sabbath. Mm-hmm. God has commanded us to take a Sabbath. Not, and this isn't the law of Moses. Yeah. This is the law given to Adam. So it's for everyone. Yeah. We need time to just be free and you know not be like the wolf that hunts 24-7 and, or seven days a week. Not like the cow that has to graze seven days a week. Yeah, well, you know, too, in... The Bible, the Ten Commandments are given twice, and a rationale mm-hmm. is given for the Sabbath in both times. Mm-hmm. And the two rationales, you know, when the Ten Commandments are given for observing the Sabbath is the first one is you're going to observe the Sabbath precisely because you're not a slave. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then the second one is you're going to observe the sa- Sabbath because you're going to be like God who rested. And is free. And is free. 
Right. So, I mean, Sabbath, the Sabbath is you're not a slave, you're a son of God. Mm-hmm. Right. And being able to exercise your sonship in prayer just because without anything else is a statement of your own personal dignity. I mean, if you think about it, and if you, you're a parent and you're trying to have a con- serious conversation with your child, how would you feel if they insisted on using their, hypothetically, using their cell phone all the time? That doesn't happen. Well, they- That's <laughs> That doesn't happen. Yeah. But my point is it would be – you would probably feel extremely abused as a parent. Yeah, absolutely. And disrespected. So as I said, this is why especially for prayer we really need – there's no substitute for not taking time. Sure. Now there's, of course, the, the joke about you know, praying that you were telling me. Oh, that was – I was I was, try, I was I was wondering if I should lead with that. I was going to lead with that, but I was scared that the, the reverend fathers would groan a little bit too much. <laughs> But yeah, no. So like, you know, so I was going to joke that, well, you know, there's some kinds of, there's some kinds of multitasking there. Okay. It all depends on how you phrase it, you know, cause there's the, there's the old joke about the two Jesuits. The one Jesuit, um, goes and asks his superior if he could smoke while he reads his breviary, while he prays his breviary. And his superior says, no, with a rationale very much like the one that the reverend esteemed father, Stephen Dominic Cates gave <laughs> a, 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 a thing very much like, no, God deserves your full attention. Father, you should not smoke while you pray by yourself and then um then he uh he goes and he sees one of his jesuit confreres and one of his jesuit confreres is there puffing away on a pipe as jesuits are wont to do while he's reading his breviary and this guy's a little bit put off by this because he was just told not to and so he asks, well father how is this possible and the second jesuit says well you know father it's all in how you ask, you know, and how you phrase the issue. You asked if you could smoke while you prayed. I asked if I could pray while I smoke. <laughs> so, you know, there's good multitasking and bad multitasking. No, just depending on how you, on how you phrase it. But uh, as I said, the, the essence of the question is, you know, which is the prior, which is the activity you're actually setting yourself to right. do. Right, exactly. That's exactly the point. Yeah. And, you know. Any right there. <laughs> anyway, so you're listening to the Dominican Dimensions, a half hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Peter Tottleman. I'm a friar at St. Patrick Parish in Columbus, and I'm joined in the studio today by Father Stephen Alcott and Father Stephen Dominic Hayes. We've been discussing today the notion of multitasking and how it's present in our culture and how it intersects with our spiritual lives. So... We can raise other questions about this. The Sabbath is like is about being like God, not mm-hmm. being like a slave, being like God. Being free. Being free. And so if do you want to be like God? Well, the question is, look at all of the things that God is doing at once, right? He's making me breathe. He's making Father Stephen Dominic breathe. He's I almost said he's spreading the coronavirus in China, but that's a different episode. <laughs> um, you know, he's you know, he's causing the trees to blossom. Uh, you know, he's doing whatever he's doing. He's sitting up in heaven being a trinity. He's doing all these things. And uh, so, so is God multitasking? Does God multitask? God is all th- is essentially simple. And all this work, all of it, however spread out in time and space, is, is uh, simply the pure act of the divine will. Yeah. God wills, God, God wills everything by one act. And loving himself, knowing and loving himself, he knows and loves all the things that are in himself. He's sort of like, he lives this sort of supremely, oh gosh, integrated lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. It's just an interesting. So does God, does God multitask? No, because God pays 
careful, you know, God pays kind of careful attention. To you each know, and everything. To each and every atom. kindest atom or electron. Yeah. And he's in, entirely he's entirely focused in one act of knowing, one act of willing, right? Mm. One act of being. Mm. Um, but for the rest of us. But for the, but for the rest of <laughs> yeah, us. We're complicated. We're, co- we're complicated. Um, but the more we approach God, I think, the simpler kind of our life becomes. The more mm-hmm. integrated our priorities become. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, there's a focus that comes the closer we come to God, the closer all of our different activities come to being integrated into one activity. Mm-hmm. You know? For instance, just in terms of time, you know, in terms of uh, the more we devote ourselves to prayer, to mm-hmm. to enjoying uh, in a focused way our presence with God, the less time we have for other things. Mm-hmm. And we will eventually have to choose. Mm-hmm. You know, and we will end up uh, doing, I think, like Abraham did, Genesis chapter twelve, one. Sure. You know, and uh, finding ourselves moving out of that busy, loud city that or was Earl of the Chaldees for him, and as the culture we have now, to find to sure. find God in the silences. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of the the populated areas, the yeah. busyness of this culture that we're in, we yeah. need to find and persist and. Find more time, step by step, little by little, in the spiritual desert to which each of us has been called yeah. by the Christ who loves us. Yeah, because at the end of the day, you actually don't multitask, right? Mm-hmm. And multitasking is a sloppy word. You only single task. The problem is you single task through multiple tasks and switch mm. rapidly. Right. So no one ever truly multitasks. They single task on their homily that they're trying to write. Then they go single task on watching a YouTube video. Then they go single task on checking their email. Then they go single task on the homily again for another five minutes. This is not autobiographical. It's purely hypothetical. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, but, but there's only ever single tasking. And, and it, it just does a number on your memory. And um, it, it actually sort of increases, creates a habit in us that's sort of like inimical to a prayerful spirit, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes, and sometimes we can do it almost, you know, almost on purpose if we're trying to, to sort of, uh, you know, just procrastinate. You know, you know, you're, you're, you know, you really need to to read this this mm-hmm. this book for your class that you're studying, and all of a sudden, you know, it seems really interesting to alphabetize the books on your bookshelf. You oh know? yeah, yeah, or, no, or, or 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 rearrange something on your desk. You know, like you know, it's it seems like multitasking, but really you're just. My room is pulling away. Yeah, my room is spotless when I really have a lot to do. My room is spotless. Um, uh, I remember writing a paper. You know, writing papers. You know, yeah. you'd sit down to write the paper on like the uh, on St. Thomas, and then for some reason you have to figure out exactly how many states there are in modern India. Yeah, I've never had that one to be honest. You've never had that I've one. Never to be had honest. that. One. Well, that's a but, relatively common one, Father. But <laughs> okay, it's, but it's a what, it's, it's a procrastination. Well, no, right? Yeah, no. There's yeah. A, there's an infinity of these different a cool, things. Right? A cool thing that you want right now. Oh yeah, no, let me look up this thing pleasure. on Wikipedia, and then that's right. And then you put off what actually needs to be done, and until you know you're, you're able to get it done, get sure, and then you work to get everything done out of stress, and not necessarily very well. Yeah. Right. One one thing I mean we could, we could maybe think about the opposite of multitasking, like really just focusing on yeah. on one thing deeply. Um, and some of these ideas that that brought that that I got um, for this episode comes from a book by Cal Newport called Deep Work. 
Sure. Um, it's a really good book. He actually quotes at the beginning of his book a quote from a Dominican, mm-hmm. uh, A. Sertelange, who is mm-hmm. a French Dominican who wrote a book called The Intellectual Life. And mm-hmm. it's about how, especially when you're undertaking something intellectual, how you're trying to study and master a, a, a body of knowledge, or especially in your study, you really need to focus um, all of your efforts like a lens. You know, mm-hmm. like when you have magnifying glass on a hot sunny day and you focus that on a point it has an amazing amount of power amazing amount of heat and yeah. so we, we, we try to do that multitasking kind of diffuses all of that but one example of sort of you know the right kind the opposite of multitasking um, we might say is like taking in a retreat mm-hmm. you know when you take a retreat you're purposely you know separating off from your life at least for a time you know for 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 an extended time all of those other things that you normally do that would normally sort of distract you so that you can focus especially on God, so you can focus especially on, on, on learning something, on reconnecting in your spiritual life, uh, or even in planning. People take planning retreats if they want to, to plan something. We used to do this in uh, one of my, my first parish assignment. We just take like a day or two as a staff and just get away from everything to really think what's the big picture, what's the most important thing that we should focus on this year, you know, where that kind of stuff that you can't just do it five minutes here and 10 minutes there. You really you need sustained concentration. So here's, here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm picturing in my head all of the, cause you know, of course there's all, all of the high powered lawyers, doctors and CEOs are mm-hmm. of course listening to the Dominican dimension and they're hearing <laughs> this program and they're thinking, okay, monk, <laughs> they're thinking, okay, Mark, right. you get on here and you have this program all about not multitasking because you can just sit in your cell mm-hmm. and read book and read books and and a certiange, you know, he probably is just you know another one of these guys who just gets to sit there and write books and think and contemplate all day. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, recommendations that are adapted to his lifestyle. But you know, I'm on call. I'm required to answer my emails. Mm-hmm. I'm required mm-hmm. to sit at my desk. I don't screw around on YouTube, but I have all those things. I'm a mom and I have six kids. You know, mm-hmm. which is which is probably our more natural demographic, <laughs> to be honest, right? Um, but you know, I'm a mom. I have six kids. Oh, you just tr- just try to tell me not to multitask. What would you, so what would you say to these people? Like, how can you get, bring this, the the spirit of what you're talking into a life like that? Because I was a lawyer. Okay. And much of my world was trying to prevent multitasking, as you're describing it. Sure. Because I had to bill in six minute intervals. Yeah. Okay. That means you know. I have somebody to hold my calls. I do not, if I'm writing a, a contract or a, a will or something like that. I don't want to be disturbed. I'll have a call held unless it's a real emergency. I'll have, uh, you know, I will all, I will answer my email at the end of the day. I have a time for that, but I don't. I don't approach this in letting every single uh, difficulty of the moment come and impinge on my consciousness. Sure. So, uh, in fact, my my workday as an attorney was very heavily ordered about using every moment efficiently. I mean, if I have things disturbing me, I can't bill that six-minute interval to one client. Sure. And I need to do that. So, as I said, I think in some ways it's it may, may be less of a problem for the work environment so much as it is, in fact, for the social environment that we're in, which is where all these things come crashing in and where – uh, many of us, I think, lack a certain orderliness uh, in the in the way we arrange our day. I mean, you compare this to how a monastic life is, for instance. You know, where you have 
the hours that they set up on a an horarium that everybody sees, and where every you know, say in the house of sixty months, they monks they move through the rooms of their monastery in the course of the day. They are not disturbed. They're cut off from the world deliberately. You know, they I mean the the locks are all on the outside. They're not on the inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is about this strict focus that the whole life is organized. And I think that we may need more of that in sure. our ordinary life as Christians. We need to learn more mm-hmm. from the monastic orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and just, you know, and, and sometimes just trying. If you think you need to be kind of plugged in all the time, you know, try unplugging even for a brief time. Uh, in that yeah. book I'm reading, it said that uh, it's kind of a staggering statistic. Um, many, many people who, who you know, who, whose work involves email— they found that many many employees would spend fifteen to twenty hours a week on their email outside of their working hours. Outside mm-hmm. of their work, I mean, that's a tremendous amount of time. Mm-hmm. You know, where you feel like you always have to be checking, you always have to respond right away. When often it's like, you know, what if you didn't? What if you just try? I mean, it, and, and they've done experiments with that too. If you if you try just saying, well, I'm just going to limit. I'll, I'll be regular, but it's not going to be every hour. It's going to be a couple times a day, most of the time. That's good enough, you know. The office building might burn down. <laughs> That's true. It might. It might, but then it might not. <laughs> the other person I, th- I think I think there are other v- v- vices at work here. Sure. I remember standing in a, a line and what, trying to get out of a Staples once. I had b- b- buying some office equipment for the house, and the guy in front of us pulled out his cell phone when it rang, and he talked for a good, it seemed seven to ten minutes. You know, working on some other thing as he's standing in the line. And, of course, the cashier is there. There's a line behind it. And uh, finally he hung up and did his transaction. And, uh, you know, and as I came up to the thing, my cell phone started to vibrate and could be heard. You know, and I turned it off and I said to the clerk, don't worry. He says, I said, I'm not as important as that last guy. Mm. <laughs> you know, but I think sometimes, you know, that's the problem. We think yeah. we're so if we really do think everybody needs us that much, we may have a, a larger idea of ourselves. And everybody's necessary. irreplaceable till they're replaced. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, something I was thinking about was just um, kind of the practice of mindfulness, which is sort of one of these controversial practices, and people turn it into this big weird thing. But like, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, it's it's a practice that's kind of propedeutic to prayer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not it's not prayer itself. But just actually taking the time to just stop and be aware of what's going on around me mm-hmm. and being aware of what's going on inside of me. You know what I mean? Just, just, just stop and be, you know, this is, this is, you know, this is what the day's like. These are the sounds that I hear. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the, um, you know, this is how I feel on the inside. Like, ooh, I feel like angry right now. I feel elated right now. Or I feel yeah. joyful. You know, it's a way to focus yourself, yeah. body, soul, and spirit yeah. in the moment. Catholic, and that's really important. Catholic monks used to have like a little, little practices that would force them to do this. I remember right. seeing a monastery. They had a coffee cup with two ring holders on it. You know, so normal coffee cups only have one ring holder, so you can hold the cup with one hand and yep. do something with the other hand. What had two hand handles mm-hmm. on it? I guess ring holders. Handles is yeah, the proper handles. English word. Yeah. <laughs> it has two handles on it. You know, and the idea was like that you have to just sit there and drink the coffee with both hands. Actually, just concentrate on the act of drinking the coffee. Like, what does the coffee taste like? Right. 
You know, like, mm-hmm. is it bitter this morning? Is it, it sounds gone? very it's Zen, sweet? but it's very Christian. Yeah, there's there's nothing. I mean, it would be dumb to confuse it with prayer or like try to say like, ooh, this is the annihilation of myself or all these bizarre things. But just but just to actually just sit there and have a cultivated awareness of what's happening right now is really important. And it actually helps to set the stage for a more prayerful, recollected type of life. I suppose Catholics would just call it recollection, but you have to put a fancy label on things to get people to do things nowadays. But it's a part of spiritual warfare, yeah, too, sure. because otherwise the devil pushes you in the future if you fear that may never happen, or he holds you in a past of that's anger right. and resentment that's dead. Mm-hmm. Here, you move into the moment yeah. where Christ can work with you with grace. Yeah, yeah so so that idea of you know, the opposite of multitasking is just focusing uh, your attention, your mind, your body, and spirit on one thing, you know, something that's worthwhile, um, whether that's your prayer, whether that's really studying something that's important to know and to learn, whether that's taking retreat, whether that's reflecting on your life in the light of God, you know, whether that's planning for something important. And, and it's worth, I think it's worth unplugging to do that and even scheduling time to unplug. I mean, let people know that you're unplugging. Absolutely. And they'll usually adjust to it. Sure. Given the duties of your state of life, there may legitimately be times where you have to multitask. Like, I suppose Mm -hmm. if you're a mom and like child number one is like crawling out into, he is crawling outside and like child number two like is discovering like the electrical socket, you Mm -hmm. probably want to be able to keep track of both of them at the same time. Right. But so there are times where our state of life forces us to multitask. But then there are times in our life where or that just means we need to take explicit times to develop explicit focuses, whether that's just being recollected or mindful, whether mm-hmm. that's taking a retreat, whether that's spending time in prayer, whether that's just unplugging and saying, you know what, right now I don't have to multitask. Maybe sometimes I do, but I don't have to multitask all the time. So thank you for joining us today for the Dominican Dimensions. My name is Father Peter Tottleben, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Parish in Columbus. I've been joined in the studio today by Father Stephen Alcott and Father Stephen Dominic Hayes. Let's end now in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O light of the Church, teacher, teacher of truth, rose of patience, ivory of chastity, freely you have poured forth the waters of wisdom, preacher of grace, unite us with the blessed. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dominican Dimensions is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Dominican Dimensions and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then-